Today's episode of the Mayfair Theatre Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash Podcast. There's over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash Podcast. Get your free audiobook on us today. Welcome, everybody, to the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. And I'm Josh. And we're here on, what day is it? Well, Wednesday. Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday something to something. July. July. I think it's the 22nd. The 20 22nd. Something? Yeah, July 22nd. 20 something. I have lost all semblance of space and time because I'm out of the uh, trenches of Blues Fest. So I'm back to uh, being able to watch movies and <laughs> <laughs> socialize and see people. Um, it's a gloomy day here in Ottawa. I biked here and I'm a bit scared because I think horrible Ghostbuster tornado clouds might man, open up. My <laughs> walk here was the sunniest and I was like, man, the wind is strong, but like, it's a very nice day. I think we'll be fine. And then I just poked my head out when you guys got here and it was like, whoa. Yeah, it, it could be scary. And on the, um, it's funny because so, so the highlight of my blues fest and possibly life might all be downhill from here is uh, Weird Al Yankovic performed on, nice. on the closing afternoon on a Sunday afternoon, so a couple days ago, and the the weather network and and radio stations and stuff were actually giving out those like end of the world like, like zombie little, warnings. Little red. <laughs> yeah, the and rapture. A lightning bolt. Yeah, and a coworker of mine heard like the this, like, boop boop oh, boop. Don't go outside. And I was just like, if you ruin Weird Al's concert, yeah. I'm going to be furious. Weather, but the power of Weird Al held off the weather. The hair kept everything away. Yeah, everything was great. It was the most spectacular concert I've ever seen. He did, like, costume changes in between every Whoa. song, including the fat suit <laughs> for fat and, and, like, makeup on his face and stuff. Uh, in between songs to keep you entertained during the costume changes were, were video clips ranging from when, when Friends or Simpsons or something mentioned Al or original fake trailers of stuff like the Al biopic starring Aaron Paul. Oh yeah, I saw that. Just incredible stuff. And so that was very much fun. And then I was jealous because afterwards I did follow spot for Bill Burr, who was very funny. Oh, I should have gone to that. But at the same time, a coworker friend of mine was backstage getting his VHS copy of UHF autographed. And I was so angry. But uh, so even though I didn't get to meet Al, I got to watch Al. And and man, it was good times. It was did he get pierogies from uh, House of Targ? House I, of Targ I, was trying to get him some vegan pierogies. Yeah, I didn't hear the aftermath of that. I know our, our friends and sponsors, House of Targ, were doing this this shtick of trying to get Al vegan pierogies because Al's been a vegan forever. So getting pierogies to him? To him, yeah. Bank Street and, yeah Try, and trying to get him into the hands of like one of Al's people or a security guard or somebody to get them to Al. Oh, wow. And I'm sure you could check House of Targ's Facebook or website or something to see, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what happened with that. Um, I think they might have delivered them to him, I think. I thought yeah. I saw something on Twitter, but not sure. Isn't but, that something Uber can help with? Like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> deliver these to Weird Al Yankovic. to this guy? <laughs> yeah. Aren't they in the food delivery business somewhat? <laughs> I think so. Um, and yeah, so then 
So whatever, Monday I was done with blues, and then yesterday uh, came to see Strangerland, so I can come back to seeing movies finally again. Yeah. Strangerland, the, the laugh riot that that movie <laughs> is. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to catching up on, or getting to come back to see Mayfair movies again, because I missed like four or five over the last two weeks yeah. that I really wanted to see. Um, so you're getting behind on your list again. Yeah, I, I, I've managed, I'm, I'm, it's funny, uh, Doug Loves, so Doug Loves Movies, and then he does <laughs> a little, best friend. my best friend in the world, uh, Doug Loves Minis is a, is a podcast where he just does little five minute updates of stuff, and so on Doug Loves Minis, the, um, I don't have a Twitter account, so I only Twitter via Mayfair Theater, mm-hmm. but so Mayfair Theater has been mentioned on three Doug Loves Minis in a row. Nice. Which means oh, the Twitter? The Twitter, yeah. Nice. And because I'll do little things like, you know, movie number 175 was whatever, and, and you put in a little review, and then Doug reads them on, on, on his uh, podcast. So we mentioned, and, and the first, and this is like, God, maybe the eighth or ninth mention now over this year, because a lot of his fans are participating in this, this little nonsensical no-prize <laughs> contest that's Super going on. Super fun thing. Yeah. And, uh, but I remember the first one he did, he went, Mayfair Theater, a theater is participating? Okay, I guess that's all right. <laughs> and uh, so he's performing. He's not coming here, sadly, because, man, it's all but I wish should. for. Oh, it's all I wish for. So he's coming to Toronto in October, and uh, my friend April's going, and I'm thinking about going just because when he goes, there, it's not Dude, like... Dude, convince him to do a day trip. Yeah, and, he, and he, he's not... He doesn't perform at, like, you know, the hockey stadium in front of 20,000 people. It'll be a small, like, club of, like, 75 people or 50 people or something like that. Yeah. Um, so there will be opportunity to probably, you know, say hello and get something autographed. So I want to go and kind of put in a good word for the Mayfair and be like, you know, be super cool. we've made baby steps. I've swapped emails with your agent. I know your schedule is busy, but, but you would love the theater. Whenever you can. Yeah. And yeah. he does his movie interruptions as well, like kind of mystery science theater style movie interruptions. And what's good about that is it doesn't have to be something specific. Like, if he was just, you know, coming here and we happen to be showing whatever he could, you know, if we're showing Kingsman or if we're going to be showing Fury Road, he could just do an interruption of whatever's on our yeah. agenda. Yeah. So it wouldn't mean like an extra booking for us. It would just be a, a special event with something we have. Or I was thinking play something public domain that we have a hold of like Night Living Dead or something like that, you know. That'd but, be cool. But yeah, it's all I want. All I want in life is to get <laughs> Doug Benson inside this movie theater. <laughs> Or some podcast. Yeah. Some big podcast that tours and does live shows would be great here. Yeah, and there's so many movie geek ones that are that have, you know, a good fan base. And, man, <coughs> my, my wish would have been to, to show the Tig movie here at the theater, especially because yeah. Tig had, was just here yeah. recently. And she should have played here. Yeah. She should have. Yeah. Oh, man, that would have been so cool. Yeah. Instead, you could watch the movie through some other venue. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure. It's something I've never heard of I've before. I've seen it. It's, it's good. Yeah. But wait, how did you see it? You're only allowed to watch movies at the Mayfair yes, Theater. Yes, well, I, I cheated. Oh. <laughs> could you? I'm, I'm angry and disappointed. I'm, I'm sleeping with the enemy. Oh. Uh, makes me sad. No, people can only <laughs> watch movies here and never do anything else. Don't ever read any books or socialize. No. <laughs> You can read it's like the Mayfair's only, only House of Target Mayfair. It's like, it's like yeah. the Mayfair's an abusive boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Any anytime because you know, people will say they saw a movie and my go-to gag uh, via Facebook or in person is to like like 
Oh yeah, cool. Where would you see that? Yeah, or or like Southern Belle feigned shock, like what? There are other theaters but, out there. But we're not playing Fury Road yet. How did you see Fury Road? And then people either get the joke or do feel uncomfortable and go like, oh, well, I I didn't. I. And they get defensive. Get defensive. <laughs> and they get angry. They never come back. And then they cry. Yeah. But um, speaking of Fury Road, but uh, before we talk about our our current schedule. Um, we're doing a crazy month-long movie yeah. thing again, which we haven't what, done what in a while. Okay, so it's Apocalypse Pow. Pow. But one of the names that Ian came up with was Ogpocalypse, and Ogpo- I laughed. I, I liked Ogpocalypse. I, I thought it made it too much. It might have been, been flying too close to the sun. But yeah. I said, Ogpocalypse Now. Yeah. <laughs> Just combine everything together. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be four late, late Fridays in August. Um, so 11-ish Midnight at the latest, probably, but it all depends on what gets booked before yeah. it. Um, and it's going to be four, you Post-apocalyptic, know... Post-apocalyptic uh, films from the 80s. Yeah. And so it, Mad Max ripoffs. I think Ish. even calling yeah. them B-movies would be a, a, a hefty... Probably yeah, somewhat I mean. appropriate. <laughs> E-movies. E-movies. <laughs> and uh, I always confused in my, in my scholastic days that it went... It seems so illogical to me that it went A, B, C, D, F. I was like, where? No, there's, where? Uh, they, there's also the term grade Z, like Z movies. What? Yeah. Uh, I don't know who coined that. Specifically zombie films? No, no, no. Like, Just like movies, movies worse like, than F. Movies like the ones that we're going to be showing at Apocalypse Pow. Or yeah. would be, you could classify them as grade Z, but grade Z, well, no, like something like Troll 2 would be yeah. grade Z, something mm. that's really bad. Yeah. Um, these movies that we're showing, we can't tell you the titles, but they're they're like um, uh, I don't know if they're bad, bad, but they're uh, they're cheesy. I guess I think they're it's so like a lot of silly fun. Yeah. Yes. And, and they're the kind of the classification that I always associate with back in the if 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 there's people listening who are old enough to remember video stores, um, the kind of the back area of the video store on like the lower shelves. When everything, back when, I remember video stores when like on a Friday night, a video store would, would be ransacked. 50 mm-hmm. people, It yeah. was great. It must have been a cash cow because you're paying like a couple of kids minimum wage and then you're buying all these videos within just rent, you're paying and rent. Any of them were like my family. We left with a stack of 10. And yeah. And would pay late charges on that. Oh, so yeah. oh I, like. I did that too. <laughs> and I remember the, you know, when all the new releases would be gone, anything of interest would be gone. And there'd be these like, you know, fill in the blank three and a lot of times it'd be like a sequel of a of a good cult classic but it would be like fright night two kind of the, the straight to video stuff so i always associate these kind of late night secret movies with kind of that like the 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 the, um, the beloved dregs of the video store yeah. genre yeah, the, the cult section yeah literally stuff you won't find anywhere else yeah and they mm. always had the only thing or one of the things in their favor is they always had great posters for, for VHS, you look at the posters for these things, I'm sure people, I mean, there must be a coffee table book for it. They sometimes be better than the movie. Yeah, yeah. just beautiful posters. Um, and of course, every time we do one of these secret screenings, right away somebody on Facebook and Twitter goes, oh, what, what are you showing? And I always got to kind of be like, well, we always say it's a secret screening and you guys always ask and we say we can't tell you. you know? I, often, so. I often, when we did the super, Saturday, super secret Saturday Night Cinema, I would often tell Lee, 
to leave it off the bookings. Just don't include the title so that even I don't know. So yeah. when somebody asks me, I'm not lying. Yeah, I legitimately yeah, yeah. have no idea until it's on screen or the night of. Yeah. Right now, I don't know because I didn't uh, look at the email in depth that came out about this. <laughs> yeah. um, these, so th this, these movies are free for members. Right. Yes. So, so it's, like, it's basically su super secret Saturday Night Cinema, but done over a month. Yeah, and, and, and there's always a little bit of confusion by this. It means, like, anybody can but come. it's Friday night. It's Friday night. It's now called Super Secret Cinema. Yeah, and it means everybody can come. You just need to, if you're not a member, buy a membership. Um, but the memberships are 10 bucks, which is the price of our non-member admission. Mm -hmm. So it's just like buying a movie ticket, but then the bonus of the next time you come, you will get in for cheaper. Mm -hmm. So it's still the same thing as the Saturday Night Cinema then? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you have to buy a membership when you come. Yeah. It's the same price as your ticket. Yeah. You bring it every other time you come. And then you get into cheap movies. And we do it a couple of times a year with like the Oscars or we did it with Golden Globes this year. Just kind of a members only kind of loophole event. Mm. Um, <laughs> loophole event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't get sued in that. Yeah. It's just like watching at home. Just our TV's bigger. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's going to be, that's going to be cool. It's, it's, it's. I, I, I try not to be, be sarcastic or skeptical about it, but we always joke about the midnight movies of, you know, there's 10 people there and six of them are us. Yeah, I know, you know? which are coming. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I know 10 people who will be here. Yeah, well... So, um, and hopefully others come as well. It seems yeah. to be getting a good response on our uh, Facebook yeah. and Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at our... We had, uh, Peter Maurer, one of the partners, designed this amazing poster it that's on so our, our Twitter and Facebook, and that gives you an idea of what... Yeah. Is in store. Yeah. And, um, and and people always say, like, oh, you can do more. And I'm always like, well, you know. That's up to you. Come, we'll buy a membership, goes. buy some popcorn, bring your friends. Like, yeah. like, like the, the, the simplest example is the, the reason why we screen uh, the, the older folks' romantic or dramatic genre Helen Mirren movies is because those folks keep coming. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So, so. yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, kids' movies, those folks keep coming. And, and, and for, for a bit more of an off-kilter thing, our Saturday morning cartoons has, has been great, great for whatever, yeah. six, seven times in a row. So that keeps up. It's just the supply and demand that we can keep doing these if people show an interest in them. Yeah, uh, so come out, bring your friends, and if it goes well, then we can do it again. Yeah. I'd it's love a, to do more. It's a guaranteed good time. Like, it doesn't matter that you don't know what the film oh, is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not yeah. like it's not like it's we're not gonna be it's not gonna be something that's gonna bore you. That's for sure. No, it always it always ends up being a bit of a hangout. Like everybody's laughing together, yeah. and I don't know. I always thought it'd be funny to do one of these these, and then like people show up and they're expecting you know some like monster critters kind of gremlins ripoff movie or a Mad Max ripoff movie and be like, and now here's tonight the last unicorn. Yeah, no, no, and like here tonight, Jean, or like you know, <laughs> like. Jean Truffaut, uh, you know, just some like oh some God. crazy art house like '60s movie. Black I don't think and we've white. ever done those. I think that'd be crazy, to, and people would be so that'd upset. Be so They'd be like, funny. "But I thought, Wait, what? It's a secret." We just... <laughs> Jean Luc Godard's <laughs> classic, uh, in... Breathless. Yeah, <laughs> I sort of feel like that's kind of what happened with one of the later cinemas. We ended up playing a Chuck Norris film or something. Oh and yeah, I think yeah. Some people they still stuck around, yeah. but we're kind of like, "Ah, oh, really, guys? This yeah. is what you're doing?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so that that's on the that's coming up. Well, God, soon it's uh, what's that? A couple weeks from now will be the August, first one. Yeah, August every Friday in August. So then um, on so our this current week, schedule, we've lots got of, three premieres. Lots of premieres. Uh, How many premieres have been booked since we last uh, 
did an episode, maybe at least three. <laughs> 130. Uh, Countless. And there's well, one that's not a premiere. There's the yeah. apocalypse. There's Switch. Sweet, sweet, why am I saying you can do it? You should, you should be pronouncing this better than us. Sweet Francaise. Um, that's else? not a premiere, but that's... No, I think it's playing at the, the Bytown Town right now, so if you miss it there, you don't have the time to go see it this week. Come see it soon. Um, what else did we book? Not these guys. Uh, Cartel Land. Cartel Land. I am Chris Farley, also. Cartel Land, I, I just did the poster and blurbs for that. We just booked that yesterday. This morning. And it's like it won uh, documentary awards at two documentary awards at Sundance and was nominated for the Grand Jury Prize at Sundance. So, and it's produced by um, the director of The Hurt Locker. Uh, and it looks Catherine Bigelow. Looks really good. It's uh, so this is like if if you uh, this is sort of like what the movies Traffic and um, The Counselor. I don't know if you Counsel- saw The Counselor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, The Counselor. Uh, what those movies were. Uh, portraying, which is uh, the, uh, the endless, horrible, expensive drug yeah. trade war. Every time I see a documentary like this, like you see a documentary, you know, about whatever, Comic-Con or about bees disappearing, and you're like, okay, they did that. But you see a documentary like this, and you're like, you're risking your lives <laughs> right now. Like, the people you're interviewing have guns and did bad things, and like, much braver than anything I would ever do to yeah. do a documentary. Uh, but yeah, it looks really interesting. It looks really good. Um, but yeah, like you look at our main page and it's just premieres and a couple of special events and Copgar on September 11th, starring Kevin Bacon. This looks really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. this sort of looks like this year's Blue Ruin in a way. Yeah, and it's like at a gritty oh, like crime. It's at Fantasia right now. Um, yeah, and Kevin Bacon, who, you can't do the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game anymore because he's been in 175 movies with every actor ever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we need a new person. We need, a, we new need a new person, yeah. I used to play that game, but I would start with, like, um, we would just pick anybody. So yeah. whoever started would pick whoever. You know who you could do that game with? You could do Fugit. that, you could do it, Patrick Fugit, what? Back, in, back then, yeah, Patrick yeah, yeah. Fugit had, was in Spun and was in Almost Famous. And that's it. He's in Gone Girl now. He's in a few things now, yeah. but try to, you know, if, if that's your starting point, I think it should be 60 You can, you can play that Sorry. game easily. <laughs> Sorry. With, uh, um, like, any character actor from, like, the 40s or 50s or yeah. whatever. You should be able to easily yeah. link at yeah. least six degrees with, you know, some of those actors, you know, who always played, like, gangsters or something. Yeah. I gave away my things. I was joking about it with a friend of mine because it, it somehow came up in conversation that... When he was a kid, in in uh, if I'm getting this right, where he went to like like um, uh, summer camp or to camp with his parents or whatever, um, they filmed this movie with the Olsen twins, um, and Steve Gutenberg played the dad, okay. and so all these kids were extras in the movie, or he was an extra oh, in the wow. movie, and so we were joking about doing the the six degrees of Kevin Bacon to that, and so later that night I texted him because it was like swirling around my brain, and I was like. Um, I was like, you to Gutenberg, Gutenberg to Bobcat from Police Academy. Bobcat did Hot to Trot with John Candy, where John Candy played a talking horse, and John <laughs> Candy was in JFK with That's right. Kevin Bacon. Oh, wow. And he was very impressed that he did that. I'm like, oh, that wasn't too hard. And then we, we realized the, the new guy, he said Chris Pratt. We said we'd do mm-hmm. Chris Pratt. And then, so I said, 
uh, right after film school, I was a production assistant on this little movie called Drawing Flies that um, Kevin Smith produced. Mm-hmm. And, and I just heard that. I think they might be like putting it out like on a Blu-ray now because like Jason Lee's in it and, and uh, a couple other folks are in it. Um, so I said, I'm in a, like, for a second, I'm in that movie because there's like a party scene and they just got everybody to be in it. Amazing. So you were drunk one time. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They, they, they drug me. So, so me to Kevin Smith in Drawing Flies, Kevin Smith to Stan Lee in Mallrats, Stan Lee to Chris Pratt in Guardians. So I, but, oh, wow. But, but I was like, man, if you get to a Marvel movie, boom. You're, if you can get to Stan Lee, that's it. That's all you, or Kevin Smith. But, that's true. But it's true, yeah. You, you pick somebody younger, you pick somebody and doing the same Ooh. game. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, now Kevin Smith, or sorry, Kevin Bacon has, I think for real, been in like 50 movies. So it's it's a and, and a lot of those are like your your JFKs or your X Men First Class uh, stuff with with a big or you, God even you go back to like Animal House you know stuff with a big cast. He made a movie called The Big Picture. Oh yeah, which is actually quite good. It's a he plays a, a film student. Yeah. Who uh, wins an award and then Hollywood starts giving him all these offers. Yeah, yeah. It's real. I saw it on TV one night. It's actually really good. It's is Michael that- McKean is in it. I think I think Christopher Guest might have directed it. That sounds familiar. Martin Short plays his agent. Yeah. That's um, why. I, I listened to um, Martin Short's audiobook, which is great, and he was talking about that a little bit mm-hmm. during his... Yeah, Christopher Guest directed it. Yeah. Uh, and Jennifer Jason Lee's in it, too. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so Cop Car... Um, he plays an evil cop. Evil cop. Which is cool. And it, it is, it's two kids steal a cop car. So it sounds like, like a Disney film at the beginning. Yeah, it sounds all cute. Like, oh, they got this little yeah. cop car. But then I think it, it becomes like, like thriller, stalker, evil cop, Kevin Bacon chasing them down kind of thing. And supposedly, just from a couple of like critic blurbs I read, are all the kind of the cliches like edge of your seat and, you know, breathtaking and everything. So I'm really looking forward to that. And nice. It sort of has a, like a no country for old Men mm. for little involving yeah. little kids, but they <laughs> yeah. find something that they find and take something that they shouldn't, and and it's linked to a crime or, right. or linked to yeah speaking evil. Of, speaking of no country for old men, just as an aside, there's a I subscribe to this website called The Long Read. Yeah, and they write very very long detailed articles about certain things. And today's article is with the sound guy for No Country for Old Men. Oh, mm. cool. And he goes into depth talking about just everything that he did yeah. for the sound on this movie. Yeah. Uh, I've only just started reading it, but it sounds like it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Just if you feel like reading. Sound is cool. Sound, sound, mm. sound in films are, like, especially Foley. When I was in school, we got to go to, like, a, a little Foley recording studio in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, they had, like, a dozen different types of floor to, to walk on and all these and everything that you you're familiar with like you know breaking celery to break a bone or yeah or like like out of monty python like two coconuts for horses and stuff like that there's a making of triplets of belleville that is exactly that. oh yeah like, we're gonna make music with a vacuum cleaner yeah i went to see a live a couple years ago here in town at um the gladstone theater which is like a live theater space they did um a live fake radio broadcast of The Shadow. So the old, like, kind of superhero radio shows. And they did, they had a Foley artist on stage, and she was doing all, like, the doors opening and the the, the punching and everything. It was super cool. And especially back in the day when they did it live. Yeah. And everyone's wearing suits for no reason. (laughs) 
Didn't we do that to some movie here? We did, yeah, a while back. Did I like, think, like Jenny Lee was part of it? We did yeah. Night of the Living Dead with live uh, sound effects, dialogue, yeah. and the whole and music. Yeah. Nice. Which was yeah. a, this bizarre undertaking. Yeah. And then and more recently than that, we did, it was like a, a troupe from Australia was touring North America. Viola Dana, I think yeah. they were called. They did, was it the General or Joan of Arc? They did... The general, I, I know. Do yeah, back to back. Yeah, yeah. Silent films with live sound. And that was so cool. Yeah. It's like people ask, like, "Oh, you can do that again?" And we're like, "Well, it's a giant undertaking, but if somebody like that happens to be touring, it's easier because they're just coming here. They have it already planned. We don't have to. Yeah. Compose music, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like anything like that, and and plus for, you know, of course the silent film, when it was done for Night of the Living Dead, it's just weird because it was actually like. Replacing the dialogue, doing all that stuff, yeah. you know, Ma- like syncing. Well, that's like I went to see at the uh, the NAC a couple times. They've done what did they do it for? I saw it for West Side Story, where they have a live orchestra with West Side Story playing. But for that, you kind of forget how like you know your your dialogue and sound are are glued together now. Yeah. So they had to go back to like master tapes and resync up all the dialogue. But leave out all of and, and the sound effects so like cars, you know, doorbells, whatever. But leave out all the music. Oh wow! So they had to go back and do all that work because they didn't want any any of the the songs in there. Yeah. So people kind of forget that that like oh that's a giant undertaking yeah. before the NAC gets a hold of it. But it's super fun to see and they, they when they've done that they've advertised with us and I think they're doing it again in early 2016 with something another kind of classic Hollywood musical. Uh, cool. With live, oh, they did it once with Lord of the Rings. That's what they did it with too. Um, but yeah, that's always super cool, and it's always another cool, nerdy thing to do. And they're always nice enough to advertise with us. So yeah, so it's always kind of like you know, we do, we joke about only come to the Mayfair, but it's nice when other cool but things in you Ottawa. Can also go to the NAC. Yeah, you're allowed to go to the <laughs> NAC too. Anyone who advertises with us, that's it. <laughs> um, uh, what else do we have this week? Okay, so premiere. So back kid begins. Back kid begins. Get ready to cry, nerds. Yeah, bring all of your Kleenexes <laughs> with you. Tears of joy. Yeah. Even the reviews that I've read have said, bring your Kleenex. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, th- I believe this is like a, a, like a Kickstarter-type documentary that Warner Brothers is now helping with distribution because since they own Batman, it has to have the Warner Brothers stamp on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool that it's like this, you know, one of, the big, one of the big companies helping out or helping distribute this small little film. Um, and Which is really about a bunch of people helping, so that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's it's uh, just like a super cool nerd story of this this sick kid's dream, or this sick kid loves Batman, so San Francisco this organized a Batman day for him and set up like seems insane. Yeah, <laughs> well, they they set up like fake crimes for him to solve with the help of Batman, I think. And yeah, like, villains and yeah, and it's like that that seems like you're. You're, you're breeding a kid to go mad with power. And right? <laughs> he's a vigilante. But, uh, and, and the other cool nerd thing, which I noticed right away, is uh, Drew Struzan did the poster, who's, yeah. who's a semi-retired genius who had to stop doing posters for Hollywood because Hollywood <coughs> are monsters. Just don't like nice posters. Yeah, they, they, they'd rather Photoshop They like the giant, the giant heads Photoshopped. Yeah. But he, sh- he pops up every once in a while. He'll do, he'll do like a poster for friends. Like he'll do like a Walking Dead poster or like a... 
he like some kind of he said his frustration is all his stuff ends up being limited edition stuff that's passed out at Comic Con instead of well, weren't you, know, you the one who told me that he drew a poster for How to Train Your Dragon two and then yeah. they were like yeah we just want something really plain and then they just gave it out for free at Comic Con yeah and the director felt so bad that Drew Struzan has like a thank you at the end credits and then he I think of his own fruition went to Comic Con and printed up a whole bunch of posters and he and Drew Struzan. Gave them out to everybody, and it's this beautiful poster, like this, yeah. like this sun in the background, and the dragon, and the kid flying, and you could see the space at the bottom where the credits should be. Yeah, and but he said that was his ongoing frustration. Like he was hired for the Harry Potter posters, and he did, I believe, only the first one, and then they just used photos for all the other ones. Yeah. and somebody like Guillermo del Toro would say, "I want him to do the poster for Hellboy Two or Pan's Labyrinth," and the powers that be would say, "No, photos." And so the poster exists out there, but it would be, like, used in a magazine or used in a behind-the-scenes coffee table book or something. Which I don't really understand. Oh, like, it's like horrible. If, if, if there's a drawn poster like this, like, it yeah. doesn't look to me like this kid is a cartoon. You know what no. I mean? Like, what yeah, are you I guess they, they want to put their, they want to put, well, not in the case of Bad Kid Begins, but in, in the Hollywood films, they want the actors' actual yeah. faces on there. They which, don't want illustrations. Which is so bizarre, because you look at, like, a poster for, for Raiders of Lost Ark... Or or Indiana or or Indiana Everybody Raiders Lost Ark or Star Wars, or even bad like weird stuff like Police Academy, and it was all painted by Drew Struzan and other artists. And, and they're... it's not like his proportions are off. Yeah, like yeah. He's an awful artist. Like if you're picking a good person to do the job, it's gonna look like the actor. Nobody's gonna confuse it for a cartoon because they'll have seen the trailer. And you look at um, and I I I love the superhero movies and but. There's nothing I get off on, like, a nerd rant more than the posters for, like, Avengers. And if I'm ever at a position to be, like, in line at Comic-Con for a Q&A and it's, it's John Favreau or Joss Whedon up there, I'm going to nicely ask about that and be like, you know, you guys grew up on, on Star Wars and all this stuff, and do you look at these Photoshop posters and just go, oh, I'm so happy and proud of this movie and I love the cast and glad everyone came out and bought a ticket, but I wish my poster womp, looked womp. nice. Yeah. <laughs> and they're really, like... You can see, like, you can see, like, the Photoshop around Robert Downey Jr.'s head, and you can tell that the lighting's wrong on Scarlett Johansson and that Sam Jackson's a bit too big in the frame. Like, every, it's just, like, yeah. it looks like it was done really fast by, like, a 12-year-old who's pretty good at Photoshop. <laughs> and that's their poster, you know? And you look at all the old posters, and ev- every time a painted poster comes through, I'm just so happy. We use it, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and my fingers crossed is, like, we, we see everything kind of ebbs and flows, whether it be, you know, fashion or music or politics or whatever. But it seems now we're really kind of going to a, a in-camera effects and kind of going a bit more old school. Mm-hmm. And, and companies like Disney, like, really bragging and being like, oh, we made real monsters for the new Star Wars movie. And if Drew Struzan isn't doing a poster for episode seven, there's going to be... Nerd riots. So <laughs> nerd yeah. riots. I think that might be a good little comeback of, of all these Star Wars posters that will be coming up will be Drew or somebody else. And that might kick things off to be, you know, when you're doing a, a floating head Star Wars, Star Trek, Avengers poster, paint it. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, you, you look at fan posters. The fan posters online look better than the professional they ones. They do often, which is why we use those. We use those yeah. sometimes, Yeah. <laughs> Or like or any- the UK posters. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. The UK posters are that. always so much better than the North American. Or like yeah. anywhere else's, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like right now, I'm just looking at our little flyer, and we by, by cool happenstance, we have our Indiana Jones trilogy uh, poster 
for this weekend, and then our which is did. which is on Sunday. Sunday. Not Saturday. Sunday, yeah. not Saturday. We had to move it to Sunday. The 26th is a Sunday. Yeah, so if you're listening to this right away, come on Sunday to see Indiana Jones, uh, which will be uh, Raiders, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, and then uh, in was it? So then in two months, then we'll do the Back to the Future yeah. uh, uh, trilogy, which we're just kind of kind of forming the plans. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to do some special events, and, and the cool thing is, is uh, we were... We wanted to do some kind of charity thing for that, uh, especially with the Michael J. Fox connection. And, and there was some thought of, of getting kind of Team Fox of being our branded kind of sponsor, which would be cool. But then we were thinking maybe go local. So we got the, uh, uh, I believe the full title, I don't have it in front of you, is the, the Parkinson's Society of Ontario. Yeah. Uh, but it's like a cross-country thing. But they have an Ottawa office. And I phoned up and chat with the guy. And he was ecstatic about it. And so basically they're going to be our like kind of branded um, nice. uh, charity sponsor and one of the representatives or a couple of them are going to come by and have a little table set up in the lobby with information and you're going to be able to just as simple as you know donate a couple bucks into a jar kind of thing but then we're also going to try to have some prizes and maybe do like a 50-50 raffle and raise a couple bucks for Parkinson's during Back to the Future in September uh, and then maybe even just leave the the collections jar out for the month to make because because the, the the gentleman I was talking to said September is actually a big month for them. They have a bunch of other events, oh, so cool. it's kind of by happenstance it works out well that, that we're really well. we're doing this because we were hoping, of course, to, like as any Back to the Future nerd knows, uh, October is the day where Marty comes to 2015. Yeah, but uh, that didn't work out so well as us getting to book it that day. But you're going to be able to see the trilogy a month earlier than everybody else. Uh, so come see it with us and uh we'll we'll have some cool prizes uh i'm sure we'll have some cool stuff from some of our cool nerdy friend stores in town to give away and stuff like that and get to see back to the future uh on the big screen all three of them in 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 the in the theater that crispin glover has been in yeah yeah (laughs) to discuss back to the future and his other which i hear crispin's actually making uh headway on on his Third He's making it now, movie. yeah, in like Switzerland or something. <clears throat> and, and from what I understand, filming on film with the mm-hmm. intention to screen on film, which is cool. He played cool it for us because we're like the only theater left with film in. Yeah. Yeah. He only distributes his movies on film. There's no home video release. Yeah. But he did show um, like a a sample of what he of his latest movie. He did. Last time yeah. He was if here. anybody was here for the last. Um, yeah. His last event. So hopefully sooner or later that means Crispin will roll back through town. When he was Crispin was definitely eccentric, but what his I his writer was four pages long. I yeah, went to the moth. Yeah, we should we should like have I, that as a souvenir. I, I mean, like I do, I do, I yeah. do, I do. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, but like on there's two sides. Like I appreciate it because it was very specific. We knew exactly what we needed and exactly how to do it. But like when I first got it, it made me very nervous <sighs> because I was like, this is a very long list of things that I can screw up. Yeah. You know? But yeah. everything went. Was fine. it like Van Halen where it's like you had to get all these M and M's, all these like chocolate M and M's. No green M and M's. No, <laughs> but the microphone was specific and like the the spotlight and how it was placed and like uh, what yeah. he could see from the stage and like and we're not a live oh, theater, so no. it's like we're not like. There's no such thing as a red spotlight here. Yeah. So we had to fashion one, but you know what I mean. Like it yeah. was, it was nice to know all of that stuff ahead of time. Yeah. Because then, and we had a lot of time to prepare, and everything went well. 
Well, Chris, nice. Crispin anyway. is, is connected to me for life because after his first visit to us, um, Gwen and I came and it was very early. Like it was like, you know, date number four or something like that. Eee. And um, he met her and remembered her name. And so I came back the next night to see, uh, to just help out and I think to watch one of the films. And Gwen had to work. And I brought my copy of uh, Willard to get autographed. Nice. And in his, in his very, I find artists especially have bad handwriting. Mm-hmm. So in this crazy Crispin handwriting, he wrote on the cover of Willard something like, uh, thank you so much for having us, or having me, uh, great pleasure to meet you and Gwen. Uh, um, uh, we see you again soon, Crispin, something like that. Cool. So, it's, so it's thanks, Josh and Gwen. And this is when we were just dating. You know, we weren't like even like maybe really a couple yet. Yeah. And You're so, talking about Gwen. Right? Gwen, yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is a girl before Gwen, also named Gwen. <laughs> I had to find another Gwen. Um, but so I went and I saw her like the next day or a few days later and I showed her and I'm like, well, I think Crispin Glover just set us to the next level <laughs> because now we have this co signed yeah. autographed DVD. <laughs> So I think this is legally binding now. Yeah. And then now we're getting married in a month. So yeah. it's all thanks to Crispin Glover. <laughs> Crispin Glover giving you a, a, I don't even know. A token. Insuring, an insurance, yeah. Insuring uh, your commitment. Yeah. and But I like he, he was very nice because you would think people, someone like that, you would think maybe only wants to talk about his poetry or only wants to talk about his film. But people were asking about... Back to the Future. Back to the Future, uh, Charlie's Angels, Friday Thirteenth, and he happily answered questions. And and because I've I've witnessed before, people kind of go like, "Oh, well, I don't want to talk about that right now." At various you know comic cons or whatever I've been at. So I thought it was very cool of him, despite being here to kind of sell his books and promote his his rather eccentric feature films. That he talked about how cool it was to be in a Friday 13th movie yeah. or how much he enjoyed working with Drew Barrymore. You yeah, know, so like at length about like, you know, some people sort of felt like the subject matter of the movies might be touchy and yeah. he spoke a lot about that and it was very, very interesting to listen to. Yeah, and, and he, he, somebody, it could have been very foot in mouth, but somebody asked about Back to the Future 2 mm-hmm. naively mm-hmm. Because, and it's an easy mistake because a different actor played Crispin Glover's part in that film but not only that, they made him... Like, you know, when... They glued prosthetics to yeah, his face. Yeah, they made it look like Crispin. Yeah, pretended. And he very nicely answered that and said what happened. And, you know, like, because he could have been like, how dare you ask that question? So, yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed having Crispin. If, if this third film comes to be and we can manage it, I'm sure he'll be back. I one, already have his writer. So. One day, yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> okay. we're ready to go. Um, what else? Uh, dope. Dope, which looks so good. Uh, it's kind of... I've Boys in the Hood looks like uh, early Spike Lee almost. Yeah, I've heard it's like a like yeah like a like a Boys in the Hood slash Spike Lee almost slash John Hughes movie. Yeah, where it's like a bunch of kind of young nerdy kids, nerdy cool smart kids trying to make their way in the world who kind of get in some trouble. Um, On the way to I don't know figuring out how they want their life to be. Yeah, and I'm always bad with ages, but is it high school kids in this? Or, yes. Yeah, high school. Yeah, it's kids. like one kid, and he's on his way to uh, college. Yeah, but it looks great. It's got. It looks like it. it uh, it's kind of one of these festival darling movies that every festival it's at. It's gotten high praise. Yeah. And and it's a Sundance winner. No. Yes. No. I think. I think, so. I think it got some. Or it did Sundance. well at yeah. Sundance anyway. And it's another one of our premieres here. And it's produced by Pharrell Williams. Yeah, and has some and songs. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Has original songs, and it's Forrest Whitaker. I think narrates it, and Pharrell Williams does the soundtrack. Right. 
Cool. Yeah. Oh, it looks really good. The trailer looks really good. Uh, so that's our second premiere. And then our, what's our third premiere? Oh, Soaked, Soaked in, in Bleach. Bleach. Which is the, the... Other Kurt Cobain movie. Other Kurt Cobain. <laughs> so there's the, the one we screened last month, which was the kind of nice, reminiscent, Kurt is a genius, it's sad that he's family gone, home family home video, thing. yeah. And this one is the, depending on your point of view, the conspiracy theory, um, murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And, and I was mistaken, I thought it was a documentary, but I think it's... It's like a docudrama. Well, it's, it's, like part, it's part documentary, part dramatic reenactment. reenactment. Yeah. Which Almost is happening like a more true and more. crime thing they'd see on TV. Yeah, which makes it even more of a blur because then it's, you know, actors recreating stuff that may or may not have happened yeah. in something branded a documentary. It's, it's always kind of tough. It's think of like Rescue 911, which exactly. I loved yeah. as a kid. But like... Yeah. <laughs> and this is like, already there was some, 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 back when the last Kurt Cobain movie rolled through, there was some folks on Twitter and stuff who were like, anti-Courtney Love and kind of saying, like, the next movie is the one you have to watch. That's yeah. the truth and the, this, that, you know. So it's, it's interesting that we've shown... It's interesting that the dudes... So the, the dude whose account it is in this movie was yeah. the dude that Courtney Love hired right. to do the investigation. The private, uh, the private detective. The yeah. PI, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but he was, like, a for, former sheriff's something or other. Yeah. Uh, and then she hired him. And now he's coming out with a movie that's sort of, like... Perhaps pointing the finger at her in a big way? Yeah. I've, I've read some reviews saying that um, don't necessarily agree with this whole theory, but at least they say, well, there's look enough loose... Yeah, there's enough... If you look at it objectively, there's enough loose ends and questions unanswered that it begs the investigation to yeah. be reopened. Reopened, yeah. Yeah, I always thought, like, and I haven't put... Like, man, like, I, I was the exact right age for this. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I remember... Um, Leaving, I, I lived, um, for those of you in Ottawa, I lived out by San Laurent Shopping Center at the time, and I went to Canterbury High School. And I was waiting for the bus, and the cover of the Ottawa Citizen had the headline of, of Kurt Cobain, Whoa. 19-whatever to 19-whatever. And I was, I don't know, like maybe like 14, maybe 15. And I remember it hit me enough to, like, I, I wasn't hit enough to be, like, broken down in tears or seeing a guidance counselor. But a lot of kids in school that day were. And I'm sure it was the same for high school kids when John Lennon got murdered mm-hmm. or et cetera, you know, when that ha- happens. Um, but I, I'll always remember it just because it was just like, you know, the day of print media and walking out. And, and if I had turned on the radio that morning instead of watching Animaniacs, I might have heard that, yeah. you know. yeah. But I remember kids being messed up and so much Yeah, so, they had like a vigil in Seattle for a, oh, for yeah. a day or two. I remember hearing about that at the time. And I remember Dave Grohl, who I continue to be a fan of, um, being on like much music or whatever. Maybe he did it. Never. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> He's a fan of the Muppets. He would never do such a thing. I hope not. <laughs> um, saying like... like Kurt's my best friend, and nobody, please do anything stupid today. Yeah, like, nobody yeah. follow his footsteps. But people have, oh, and yeah. I guess that's uh, part of what they're talking about in this movie. Yeah, and, and but you watch the first movie that we screened, um, and it's, you just wish you could take Kurt and, like, shake him and go, you know you can walk away from this, right? Like, I well, understand. That, that's what Neil like, Young tried to, Neil Young was trying to get in touch with him yeah. to tell him that, to tell him, like, it's okay. If you don't want to tour or anything, yeah. you don't have to do that. And, and you look at other bands, um, and, like, Pearl Jam, for a long time, 
back when music videos were still a thing, yeah. their music videos were a lot of animation or concert footage because they were just like, we're not that. And I believe Metallica did that. And then you see some performers like like Dave Chappelle or even really big actors like Harrison Ford. They don't Harrison Ford doesn't live in Hollywood. He lives in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And he does his job and then gets out Goes of there. to the middle of nowhere, yeah. And, and you just look at Kurt, and there's some scenes in the movie where he just seems so cool and nice, and he's got a little baby, and you just wish you could grab him and go, like, you can just stop this, you, you know? <laughs> like, this now, yeah. yeah. like, I think you have enough money in the bank from these two albums that you could just go. Also, though, like, people love you, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just pick up where you... Sort of yeah, where yeah, you yeah. left off if you needed to. Oh, but it's heartbreaking. Sucks, but yeah. the, 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 I don't know if there'll be much music in Soaked in Bleach, but... They, did, they no. weren't able to get no. the rights. Obviously, because he's, like, yeah. pointing his finger at the person who holds Owns the, the rights. Owns the rights, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's even, I, I find these, whether it be something very controversial, like a, a September 11th documentary, uh, or, or, or I'm, I am a sucker... Hate to say it in the same sentence or the same paragraph, but I'm a sucker for any like UFO documentary oh, or anything yeah. like that. I could watch them with a mindset of, even if I think it's totally fake, and be like, "This is fascinating," you know. Like, Did I you just... ever see what was it, the Fourth Kind? Oh like, yeah. Like knowing full well oh, yeah. they're like, "Ooh, this is found footage." I was like, "Okay, yeah, whatever." Yeah. Terrified, Terrified though, I pooped my pants. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker. I continue to be a sucker for the found footage movie. Like Paranormal Activity scared the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, and it just keeps coming. This I, this genre doesn't go away. But but uh, but yeah. So even if I don't believe that there's a conspiracy theory beside behind Kurt's death, and I kind of think he just sadly killed himself, I, I'm still going to check out this movie because I'm, I'm morbid curiosity. Exactly. Literally yeah. morbid. Uh, what did we miss? Okay. So the other movie we have is, and I'm going to mispronounce it again. Infinitely polar bear. Infinitely polar bear. Infinitely polar bear. Infinitely Mark, polar bear. Mark Ruffalo and Zoe Saldana. Yeah, and and uh, it's about a dad who is bipolar. Yeah, and a polar. <laughs> That's, and a polar. It. <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> it. And there's a bear in it. No, no I'm, like I things had gotten really rough, I guess, to the point where he was not living at home. But then the yeah. wife decides to go back to school so that she can then make more money, so that she, you know she can support the family and whatever. And so they make the weird decision of. Despite this maybe not being the best idea, he comes back home to take care of the kids while she's away at school, and she comes home on the weekends. And it's looks like, really good. Looks really good. And movies mm-hmm. like this are always interesting because it's like two people who are in giant franchises. Because Zoe's in Avatar and Star Trek and yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Mark's in Avengers and, and then, Avatar. Did you say Avatar? Did I say Avatar? <laughs> yes. And yes. I did. I did. And then they're doing this small kind of character piece. So it's, it's you know, shows that they want to kind of do their craft for no money probably. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I'd say, I think we just looked at the clock and realized we probably should be wrapping this up. Um, we could just go on for days. We just go on. <laughs> we, get, we, we, we start doing like two-hour podcasts like Harmontown. Um, Andrew, Josh, and Mel in the Infinite Podcast. Infinite Podcast, <laughs> bear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I think we have to wrap up because some, some clients are coming to look at the theater because yeah. they're doing an event here, which is cool. We are professionals. We are professionals. We got to pretend to know what we're doing when the clients come. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, House of Targ. And uh, we will see you again next week. Yep. See you at the movies. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
The Mayfair Theatre Podcast is sponsored by the House of Targ, a live music venue featuring classic pinball and arcade games, a tantalizing pierogi menu, and the best local and international rock, metal, punk bands, and DJs. Open Thursdays to Sundays. Visit them at 1077 Bank Street at Sunnyside, and for more information, go to www.houseoftarg.com.